get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 98th episode of the What Up Though podcast. Mm-hmm. Great week, dog. We had a, a really good podcast last week. Uh, shout out to uh, Steve and um, Jeff for uh, yep. the one of the longest podcasts. But it was a good podcast. We had a lot of bullshit going on the last couple of weeks. And um, it was definitely, uh, it was one refreshing to know that we got a, a lot of feedback, a lot of plays. And just, you know, we, we like to at least, we do a lot of bullshit topics sometimes. So it's always good, you know, when we have the topics that actually mean some shit to actually, you know, get through the people and shit. Yeah. Know? So that was definitely what's up. So how yeah, was your we, week, man? We got some positive feedback. That was cool. Yeah. Definitely. It's always good to have that, to know people listening and shit and that they appreciate it. Because, like, I always feel like when we have, like, a real long-ass podcast that, people aren't really listening mm. so to know that we dropped a three-hour join that people actually listen to it that was dope yeah that's why you know i was kind of like i was i think i tweeted it you know from the from the uh page like you know if it take you a few days pause it come back you know what i'm saying it's like you know technology will let you pause some shit and come back yeah it's, it's worth coming back to yeah stick, I, I don't know, it, you know i don't know how uh iphone podcast uh at work but i use this one this app called Podcast Attic, and I can pause a podcast, go to some other shit, come back to that same one at the same. You know what I'm saying? That's just, yeah. That's how the the podcast app in iTunes or in iPhones it works the same way. I can pause it, go to a completely different podcast, come back however long later, and the podcast that I last listened to will pick up at the same point. So yeah, they they stop at the they save I guess. I don't say save, but yeah, they they save at the same point. So, and I wouldn't expect nothing less from technology now. Like you should yeah. be able to do shit like that. <laughs> like yeah. I want to pause some shit and listen to. Cause I listen to like a, I listen to a, a bunch of different podcasts, and um, and most of them I listen to through that app. Um, I, I'm definitely subscribed to like twenty to thirty podcasts. How often? How many do you actually listen to? Because I'm, I'm subscribed. All I'm subscribed to maybe ten or fifteen, but I really only listen to maybe three or four i listen to all of them based upon uh what my listening schedule is like at the time versus who's putting out new shit because if you look at something like okay so i'm subscribed to serial serial isn't putting anything out right now so i'm subscribed to it but there's nothing do you subscribe to undisclosed no i don't know what that is so that's uh another uh podcast that does like um stories kind of like uh the serial one and mm-hmm. they actually covered serial i mean not cover they cover at oh okay they cover at sorry um and so they just actually, oh yeah they mentioned that in the serial facebook group we own. yeah okay yeah. and yeah. i actually listen to theirs they're so serial is more of a how do i describe it well i guess i can start by saying undisclosed is more of a technical version like they go over a lot of like the legal uh, aspects of it mm-hmm. versus I think serial is more of a storytelling and interviewing, you know, right. Witnesses, you got homegirls, you know, giving her take on what shit is or whatever. And undisclosed is more of a, a technical one. Like they give a, a lot of like 
legal talk or whatever. Oh, okay. Which is kind of cool. I mean, some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I would enjoy that. Yeah, so Undisclosed is pretty cool. But they just started a new story. And um, I'm a, I am started listening to that one. But it was kind of like they would get into like the legal stuff and then they would you know talk about some of the similar like similar things that uh serial cover so it was kind of like listen to the same like same shit for the most part yeah but from a more i guess technical standpoint or whatever so i listen to theirs um i listen to this american life um and they're they're probably i always uh, enjoy their podcast that podcast is pretty dope um and they, even, they actually have their own app i bought that that was one of the few apps I bought years ago um, because they only had their podcast on SoundCloud or whatever. And, you know, SoundCloud streaming and shit and you using data and all that stuff. Yeah. So I bought the app. That was pretty cool. But I use pretty much now with Podcast Edit, you just, you know, plug in the RSS. Or if you just search the name and they have a, a iTunes uh, account, it'll just pop up or whatever. So I listened to that one, and then uh, uh, Ted the uh, Ted, Ted talks. talks. Yeah, I listened to a Ted talks one. It's pretty dope too. It's a a podcast about Ted talks, or it's a separate podcast that includes Ted talks. It's a separate podcast from the actual Ted talks. I mean, they give the stories, the the shorter version of what the person's Ted talk is about. Oh, okay. And then they had link. I think they usually link the actual Ted talk uh afterwards so that one is, is pretty dope and it was a usually close to an hour they rarely go over or whatever so i od'd on them like i was i i went back like six months on those because i would listen to those constantly so those are uh pretty cool <laughs> i listened to one recently where was this i can't remember if it was a ted talk american life this american life whatever the case they had a uh a story about baby switched at birth mm-hmm. and one of the moms she knew this shit when they she came this was like in the early 50s mm-hmm. she knew the shit was fucked up when she got home like she got home and somehow she weighed the baby and the baby was like two pounds different than what the baby was at the hospital and that's pretty impossible that you coming home right from the hospital and your baby done either gained or lost two pounds. Right. And she told the husband, and he was like, well, the baby's cute. Let's just keep him. Don't worry about it. We don't want to, uh, what they said, they didn't want to insult the doctor who, uh, you know, <laughs> did it and shit like that. Comes out, that baby wasn't even theirs. And then she waited like to the, they were 45 to fucking break the news and shit. But wow. it was weird because the whole town fucking knew the shit. They didn't know, like, they didn't have, like, DNA proof, but the kids looked like the other parents and shit. Mm-hmm. And so, she, instead of, since she didn't want to go beyond her, um, behind her husband's back, so she would, like, give, like, random hints or something, and, you know, she had, she had sent him a Christmas card, like, you know, uh, happy... Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you and uh, our daughters are doing well, or some crazy shit like that. But like after forty five years, dude, like why even say some shit at that point? Yeah. <laughs> so that shit was nuts. Dude. I just couldn't imagine after I, I get to forty five and I figure out that my parents like aren't my parents and shit. Yeah, uh, we've been so uh, we mentioned on the podcast earlier um, a few weeks ago that my wife is pregnant, and uh, we've been doing. Uh, like birthing classes and all. How'd that go? 
I mean, it was cool, man. It was, it was kind of like, for me, for her, it's like her first kid. So she's like all in. Like she wants to do everything. And I have absolutely no problem with that. But for me in the class, it's kind of like almost like a refresher course. Like, okay, yeah, I, I, I know some of this shit. Uh, kind of Stuff has kind of changed in between when my son was born and now. Like little little things where they they see that, okay, these certain acts can increase the possibility of SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. Okay. So they'll say like, okay, so now we don't do this thing anymore, you know, and, and there'll be a couple of changes that I'll make note of, but for the most part, it's kind of like a refresher course for me for the most part, but how um, the wife, how, how is she liking everything? Yeah, she likes, I mean, it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's mad educational and like for her, it's kind of like, for her, it's almost kind of a refresher course because she's done so much research. Because like her having a kid has been like her, I don't say life goal. Maybe it's not like her goal is to be a housewife because it's not. She's very very successful at work. But like her having a kid was such a, a huge deal to her, and she's been kind of like almost prepping herself for that since she since she was a kid. So she kind of knows a lot herself. But okay. the classes are still informative and interesting and. You can learn all kinds of cool little nuances and shit like that for calming a baby and stuff like that. So now, it's I'm, been cool. I had, recall you had uh, posted something on Facebook about you and the wife at a class, and you used some term that I can't recall. Episiotomy? Yeah. What the fuck is that? You don't want to know. Is it episiotomy? Yes. Okay. You don't want to know. Oh, man, I don't think you want to know, it, I, I do now. Tell, tell, tell the podcast. I, I'm curious as hell. Shit, dog. <laughs> this shit is traumatizing, dude. Like, so you got a vaginal birth, right? So you know the baby comes out of the vagina head first is how it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and obviously that's a tight fit. If the baby is coming out and the fit is almost like so tight that the the hair's not quite coming through. The episiotomy is where, like, they cut you in the spot between your vagina and your asshole. The to make Yes. The, I didn't want to say that. But, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they snip the taint to create a wider gap for the baby to come out from. Because it, can hap- it happens on its own. Like, you, you could be given a vaginal birth and the shit just happens. Like, it just rips. And there's situations where they cut it. So basically, just to, this is to prevent the ripping to happen. Like you just, you, yeah, you can have it, it done uh, prior. Like okay, it looks like this ain't gonna work out. Let's let's snip this area, and then you have situations where it just happens. Either way, the idea of that area tearing or being cut is traumatizing to me. Just hearing about it. Yeah. So is that something that you prepare for during pregnancy? I mean during delivery like this can happen and we're going to do this now or is it one of those things where you just kind of wait until you get to that point where you're just ready to that point type joint like if it if it needs to happen then it happens if it happens on its own it happens on its own so is the class (laughs) tell you that it's going to happen or the class is telling you well it's preparing you for the possibility okay so so what so were the women like really like fucked up by that thing or they were just kind of just going with the motion in the class like you know if it happens it happens type deal they didn't really respond to it the class were kind of small I heard about it on a podcast prior 
And I was like, oh, man, that sounds so fucked up. So are you, like, ready to, like, be under there or you guys just letting the doctors do their thing? Oh, I'm, just, I'm both. I'm going to be letting them do their thing, but I kind of I kind of want to be there for it and observe and shit like that. You mean the birth in general, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, you know, are you going to be on the sideline kind of just like, or are you kind of be like in it? Like, you know, you want to be at a, like, it, okay, so I'm asking silly ass questions because I don't know the process, never had a kid, never, you know. Hold on, we got to take a break real quick. Okay. Let me take a break real quick because I need some air. Okay. Because I'm like, man, I'm like sweating and shit. Let me take a break so we need some air. We'll be all right back. All right, we're back. I had a moment for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had, um, like I was telling uh, all before we started recording again, um, for some reason I have issues with my blood where um, when I get tattoos or get my blood drawn, if I'm not fully reclined, I can get lightheaded and pass out. And I don't know where this came from because, like, my first couple tattoos, I didn't have any issues. And then, like, all of a sudden, I was getting a tattoo and I passed out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they told me it, it happened. They gave me, like, a Coca-Cola or some shit, said I hadn't eaten or whatever. And then I went again and I had eaten and the shit still happened. And then it just turned out I was at the doctor once. And they were like, you need to be fully reclined because of some shit with my blood or whatever. So whenever I give blood or get a tattoo, I got to be fully reclined. And um, I was kind of feeling that for a minute. Like, it got mad hot, mad sweaty, kind of lightheaded. I was like, I need some fresh air. So, um, yeah, I did thought I got some fresh air. Well, I'm glad was, you didn't pass out because I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, uh, it wouldn't matter. Like, I like I woke up a few seconds later and been fine. Uh, like, when it, when it happens, it happens in, like, an instant. Like, it's real quick. Like, all of a sudden, like, I'll be fine, chilling, whatever. Then I, I, I break out in sweats, start to feel lightheaded, knock, pass out, and wake up however many seconds later and then I'm perfectly fine and then I can finish the tattoo or the blood draw or whatever and that didn't happen until I got older like that didn't happen initially when I get blood drawn and get tattoos but um for whatever reason I started to feel like mad sweaty and I was like this could be a situation where I might pass out if I don't uh, get some <laughs> fresh air so uh ran outside the studio and uh got some fresh air real quick it only took like two minutes and I was perfectly fine but yeah, I don't know what causes that shit, man, but it's weird. Well, I'm glad you know yourself. So I will say passing out is is weird, but it's 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 it sounds scary in retrospect, but it's an interesting feeling to to be one way one second and then the next second be like on the ground or some shit. Like <laughs> like it's a weird jump in time. Like one minute you're up and you're cool, and then the next minute you're on the floor. Yeah, like what the fuck like, happened? What the fuck just... <laughs> like why well, I'm on the floor now? That's what happened. The first time it happened, it was like, why well, I'm on the floor right now? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? That's crazy as hell. Dude. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just got hit with a hard ass uh, sweat all of a sudden. But um, anyway, um, what are we talking about? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, um, I don't know, but we can move on. We gonna sound dumb as fuck on the podcast. Right, they I know that whole like, part damn, was like so weird. Like <laughs> they paused and came back and they didn't know what they was talking about. <laughs> and I was, I was, and I in retrospect. Oh, you were asking me about uh, episiotomies and and birth and shit. Like oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the um, the episiotomy shit, dog. Like that's man, it sounds so fucking traumatic to me, man. Like hearing about that shit on the podcast because she's been listening to like mad pregnancy podcasts and shit and. 
Um, yeah, that shit don't sound cool at all. So that like to just like just warn the woman like this can happen and this will happen. Yeah, it's, it's it's just so they can know and be prepared. Like this could happen. So yeah, just so you know. But like a lot of times, like with whatever they're going through at that moment, the I think like the tear or the episiotomy is like the least of their problems, you know, at that point. So I figure it's not like some shit like, hey, everything's going smooth, and all of a sudden we got to cut your taint open. Right. Like it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's it. I don't think it's anything like that. But that to me is like the most traumatic shit to hear, dog. Like to have to like snip that area or some shit, or like to have your fucking whole tank tear open and now your pussy's connected to your asshole and like <laughs> this sounds yeah, that crazy just, that just seems ugh. yeah Whew. all right well we could definitely move move the fuck on hey you that. asked yeah i, I did <laughs> yeah you absolutely right i sure as fuck asked. Yeah. So, yeah but uh class has been cool man just uh learn about new shit like one of the interesting not interesting it's like a little small little tidbit that i learned is like um so they're big on making sure the babies sleep on their backs because if they sleep on their sides or their uh, stomach, that can lead to sudden de- sudden infant death syndrome. Okay. And uh, so they want you to have your kid on kid on their back. And when you swaddle a kid, you wrap them up and shit. Um, what I always did, like with my son too, like they like the they tell you that they like the idea of just being like cuddled up kinda. So I would wrap his arms up too. And they were telling us at the last class they don't do the arm wrapping no more. Like they'll. You can wrap them, but you got to leave the arms free because that they use their arms to kind of like if they start to choke, they can do like this, like almost kind of like this paddling motion with their hands. Okay. And it can free up the um, free up the air passages or at the uh, very least, it can alert you to the fact that they're okay. having some struggles. Right, right, right. So you see uh, them just kind of moving regularly. You don't know what the fuck's going on. But they moving their arms. Yeah. You're like, yeah. OK. So, you know, little shit like that. But I mean, it, it, it's been cool, man. Uh. It's been cool to be around uh, around new parents and to be around um, people who are just, like, geeked to have their first kid. Like, I, I can't relate to that kind of excitement, but at the same time, I can just because, for me, it is mostly new because it's a different woman. It's a different gender of a kid. Like, it, it's still new, and then every kid is different. So it's like... I was telling her, I was like, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty, I'm cautiously confident about, about this baby because while my son was like a, he was kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a terror, but like he was, he had a whole lot of shit that popped up and it was constant, like on the phone with like nurses and shit like that. There was a whole lot of shit going on. So in that regard, I feel like I'm kind of seasoned and, and potential shit that could pop up but at the same time kids are so different that we could have a daughter who is totally different from him but presents all kinds of new problems that i'm not right. accustomed to so right, right. it could i could still be feeling like confident in the sense of like i'm accustomed to dealing with issues but at the same time i could have totally new issues that i'm not accustomed to dealing with and i could still be a ground zero so yes yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah that's a. Uh... Yeah, nothing I've ever been through. Um, I think I, I I could see the classes for new parents being pretty cool, just as the fact that you know they're you know it's it's a new experience for them, and you know they want to be you know want to have as much information as possible and stuff like that. Because you know 
I think a lot of people may take for granted the fact that, you know, people used to, women used to die from childbirth <laughs> and still do. I mean, it's a smaller percentage, but they still do. You know, that's like probably the most, I don't know, the the, the most, I want to say deadly. That's not the word I want to use, but uh, it's a pretty deep process of birth. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, wow. Well, cool. Um, we have a few emails. Uh, do we have just email or we have video? I mean, audio. Um, we have. Well, we actually have an email from Tony that we didn't even read last week because yeah, we had so. so much shit. We had topics. I had topics to talk about last week that we didn't even get to because of the uh, level of conversation that we had last week. Yeah, I, it's funny. I I had told Tony I was like, you know, my apologies. Excuse me. My apologies that we didn't get to his email because I think right around the time I was finna mention it, like, hey, we got another email. That's like right when we found out about the that uh, other killing of Philando, mm-hmm. and it just totally threw us off. I think we was on a whole nother tangent. I mean, it was just kind of crazy. We're we're doing a podcast talking about you know police violence and so forth, and then. Um, Another and then person gets out here killed. being violent, right? Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they're doing their thing again, you know. So, um, but wait, did the Dallas shooters and stuff happen? That happened afterwards, right? Yeah, it's in okay. my notes. Okay, it's right. in that's, my notes. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured out. <laughs> it's in there. So, but um, yeah, so maybe if you want to, you want to start with with uh, Tony and go forth, or you want to. Um, Let's um let's save Tony's email because I feel like it can tie into some other shit. So okay. let's uh start with Baylor's uh voicemail and then go from there. Alright, cool. What up though? So hey, look, no, let's not waste no time. <laughs> on Wednesday on Wednesday I'm I'm coming from my little cousin's funeral, twenty one years old, very emotional day. Turn on my phone. You know, the wife had mentioned it earlier that morning uh, about the whole Louisiana thing. Well, actually, it was Tuesday, late Tuesday night, she was telling me. And I'm like, I didn't know nothing about it at first. I'm not going to lie. I didn't I didn't really get into it until after the funeral was over. You know what I'm saying? But I seen a second video. That was pretty fucking graphic. That was sad. Then you fast forward a couple of hours. Nigga, I'm at the repass. I'm at the repass, and then another video pop out of nowhere, and I'm thinking like, I ain't gonna even lie, I thought the second one was a joke. I'm th- I'm thinking like, you know how we, I'm thinking this is a joke, my nigga. And, you know, a nigga in Minnesota get popped with his daughter in the back, and a nigga went, the nigga followed protocol, though. That's a cold nigga. I had an argument last night with a nigga that I went to high school with. He was always a weirdo, so I didn't really, I wasn't really surprised. <laughs> but the nigga said, if you comply, you won't die. Mother, where'd you get that slogan from? It rhymes. What, poli- <laughs> what politician you get that slogan from, you dumbass? So, my thing is like, bro, this is sad. This is sad. And the message to white people in our culture, bro, ever since we learned how to drive, nigga, that's what, that's what we had to go through. But before... Niggas was scared to get pulled over by the police because it felt like our only option was to either go to jail for something that was either small or we didn't do, 
or niggas got their ass whooped. But right now, those two options is fucking Gucci right now. <laughs> niggas would, we'd rather take those two options than what you're giving us right now. Because a nigga just got popped over CDs, and another nigga just got popped over the protocol. If you really want to think about it. Now, these other motherfuckers going to sit up here and say, well, he had a gun, and he wasn't supposed to have one. My, my nigga. And it's a lot of motherfuckers out here that got guns that ain't supposed to have one. They not running around doing shit like the nigga was selling CDs. Now, uh, uh, apparently, that's that was his income. Probably majority of it. All right? And, okay, if it's wrong, take the nigga in. Now, instead of taking this nigga in to the, to the holding tank, you took this nigga to the freezer. At the mortuary. And then you pop a nigga who told you, yo, I'm, I'm packing, I'm carrying, I got a license for that shit, I'm about to reach for my wallet, and you pop the nigga. If you look at, if you listen to the video, you can tell that officer was a little too amped up, a little too nervous. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. Anytime you say, what I told him not to, yeah, you was nervous. Yeah. You was nervous. You niggas, what kind of training do y'all niggas get? Whatever happened to the baton? Whatever happened to do you niggas still got them uh them plastic bullets, them bean bags, whatever the fuck? And you telling me y'all niggas don't have enough juice in those tasers? You gotta but I bet you if you taser my ass, I'm going down. I'm telling you that right now. Like like hey, my nigga and, and, and some people would say, Well, just comply, right? Just like the weird ass nigga on Facebook. My nigga sometimes well now we know that we just can't absolutely do nothing. You got to go into statue mode. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. as a man, my nigga, if you really not doing nothing, that shit can mess with your pride, and I get it. If you want to stay alive, just do it, even though you didn't do nothing. But, that, my nigga, we all human. That nigga might brush you on the wrong day. Just like I just finished coming from a funeral. I didn't want to hear shit from anybody. And the nigga trying to force me to get down and shit like that, I'm not going to sit up there and say I'm a wrestle, but I'm going to have an attitude about it. Especially in today's world. And you took this man, you took these two men away from their family and shit like that, and you expect shit like this in Dallas not to happen? Five officers down? Now, I'm not even going to shit on you and tell you like, oh, well, this is what it's going to be like. No, my nigga, I, I believe this was a setup. Conspiracy Baylor. This is Conspiracy Baylor right here talking to you. This got martial law written all over it. Because they showed a video clip of a nigga, Call of Duty moved this nigga and and, and, and and took this nigga right out. How you do that? I don't think that, that wasn't a nigga at all. That wasn't a nigga from Popeyes with the AR-15 at all. This nigga knew how, this nigga footwork was excellent. This nigga bobbed and weaved and took that nigga right out. That smells like a setup to me. I'm not saying that they killed their own people, but I'm saying I don't know if that was our niggas. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean, our niggas, I don't think that was some regular-ass hood niggas that got fed up because of what happened in Louisiana and Minnesota. Man, that shit right there, bro. Five cops is dead now. Now, when I sent when I sent that Father's Day love to y'all, and at the end I said, it's clear as day. We cried because of the fight, but don't think we won't fight because of the crime and to stop the crying. I, I didn't know niggas was going to go act up in dollars like that. You know what I'm saying? This is what, and this is what some people have been saying, like, nigga, you going to push us to the point where shit like this is going to happen. 
And I don't like it because nowadays this is, we live in a world full of followers and trends. And that shit don't look good, man. It don't look good. And y'all motherfuckers had to act up and act ignorant before football season. <laughs> Fucking dumbasses, man. And this is what we got to deal with. This is what we got to deal with. Now, if I get pulled over, fuck it. Nowadays, you might as well walk around with, with your ID and your license and your CCW on your shirt. Yeah. You might as well. I get pulled over. I'm not moving. Statue. Yep. I'll talk, but I'm not moving. You want me to reach? You get the wallet. <laughs> you get everything. I don't. I'm not getting out of the car. I'm not taking my hands off the steering wheel. You're gonna have to. You're gonna peel me off this bitch. <laughs> I'm not moving. I'm not reaching for shit. I got a seven-month-year-old daughter. And again, every time I hold her, I vi- in the back of my head, I'm like, my nigga, I could be gone, and she wouldn't even know what's really going on. And that's sad, bro. Because that nigga Alter had kids. You know what I'm saying? The nigga in Minnesota had a daughter. That's bad, man. That's bad. That's bad blood right there. Yeah, man. He uh, he hit the nail on the head, man. It's a special kind of, uh, I guess, fright, to put it perfectly honestly. To yeah. think that you get pulled over for some irrelevant shit and you might not make it. Man. And like the 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 main point is how you mentioned that the Minnesota dude Philando was going through protocol, dog. Like even even the if you watch the video, the position that he slumped in is like the I'm getting my wallet out my back pocket position. Dude, he still had on his seatbelt. It was like <laughs> right. even if you thought, I mean, you you really couldn't even think that he was going for a fucking gun. Like he couldn't have did it well. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just a. He just had to reach like he's going for his fucking wallet. Yeah. And I've heard that 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 term before the that that phrase uh, the com- comply to survive. That was that the same one he said. Who he said? Something. It sounds like what he said. Yeah. And I just hate that we have to to teach our our kids and to to follow some shit that you know you got police who should be trained in the shit they do. That if I get pulled over, and I know I have many. People that I've known have been pulled over, like my uh, my uncle who was here early, but he does, you know, he's got pulled over and he has a uh, CCW, and you know, the thing is, you don't even have to wear. I mean, if you're driving your car, you don't have to wear shit that says I have a, a fucking gun. When you're running plates, it shows that you have a fucking CCW mm-hmm. or you can carry. So from what I've heard, whenever a police uh, officer is coming to your car, you say hi, I have. A, a permit to carry. I have my weapon on me. What would you like me to do, or whatever the case? Mm-hmm. So it's like they know already that you have a fucking gun. So it's like that shit is just bullshit, man. I I think a lot of a lot of the 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 noise after he got uh, Philando got killed was was wondering what's the NRA, which has been known to not support any black people, was going to support him because he's you know he's utilizing his Second Amendment to bear arms. That is second, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you, you, they don't, they haven't supported, they haven't supported him at all. No, of course not. They released a statement like days later, basically saying we're waiting to see what happens. I bet they are. But like, you're not waiting to see. I mean, if you supported people 
humans who bear arms, you would have been supporting him from the day he got fucking shot. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been no, if it was some random white guy, it would have been, you know, we support our brother, you know, yeah. the police is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. They ain't say shit like three, four, maybe five days fucking later. Like, basically, and I forget the all of the word, but it was pretty much, you know, uh, we'll see what happened. We saw what happened. We saw the fucking video. Like, you can't make that shit up, dude. Nope. Can't make that shit up. So let's talk about the Dallas shit, man, because the Dallas shit has been a uh, a real hot point of contention over the course of the past few days, which was for anybody who been under a inexplicably rock. may not know, uh, there was a guy supposedly Micah, what's his name, Micah something, Micah Jackson, Jackson. I was thinking Johnson, something Johnson. like that. J last name, something like that. Who went on, I guess, a a shooting spree. At a uh, at a uh, protest in Dallas, and he took out five cops. Well, he shot far more people, I think, but five cops ended up dying. And it's been a actually a a pretty large dividing point in society on where people stand on that, because a lot of people are like, "Hey, you know, violence is wrong." Period. You know, if you know, yeah, we're being mistreated, but we can't be out here shooting cops, and nobody needs to be out here dying for no reason. And then you got people who are like, uh, like what Baylor said, like, you asked for this. This is what you made. You created this, and this is what happens. And um, where do you stand on that, on the Dallas shit? I mean, you know where I stand. I mean, I'll talk about it, but I'm, I'm going to just throw you, throw you the oop right now. Well, one of the things that was about the Dallas shooting that was crazy was that that night when it was happening, the Dallas police runs a Twitter page. and I'm, a, I'm actually unaware. I didn't find out about it until the morning after. So they And I was up that night just following. Just, it was just fucking crazy. Yeah, I night. randomly and went I to bed sleep. early as shit that night. They run a Twitter page, and a, apparently... There was a a black man with a, a uh, AR-15 style assault rifle who was in the protest, you know, going you know going to protest. Yeah, yeah. I and saw so that. they started posting him as a suspect. Right. So at first you kind of like, damn, how do you have such a clear picture of this guy? Because they got like a like a front picture of this guy. Yeah, I saw clear as fucking day. Like close as I am to yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's like, how do you just find this fun picture? And so it's it's yeah, looking point, friendly as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then they post a picture of him after that. It was a picture from behind him showing him, you know, kind of in the process or whatever. And so you're like, damn, is this really him or what the fuck? But then later on, you find out that he once the shooting that they had another video of when the shootings happened. He was in the crowd with everybody else with his gun over his shoulder, just like he had been. You kind of find out he went to the police, gave him his gun just because he didn't want to be, you know, implicated anything. Right. They show his interaction with the police. He's, you know, they're talking, laughing, joking, you know, all the things that uh, uh, a sniper wouldn't be doing. <laughs> right. Right. The crazy part is, is that the Dallas police never took that. They didn't take that tweet down at least. For the next couple of days. Now I don't know if they didn't ever take it down. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it when or if it ever went down. But the to next put in perspective, day was still there. Yeah, and it was late into the next day yeah. at the very at the absolute least. Because like I said, I went to bed crazy early that day 
because I had a, a real long day prior and I went to bed, I would say, I'm talking early for me, like probably between nine and 10. Like mm. it, that's way early for me. Mm. And I didn't find out about any of the shit till I woke up the next morning. And then I would say early afternoon, talking maybe like noonish, I saw the tweets about how the Dallas PD had put up the picture of him and saying he was a suspect and how he had already basically been exonerated. Like he was not a suspect, but the tweet was still up. And I checked, the tweet was still up. And then that night, the tweet was still up. And by this point, the dude, the, the Micah dude had already been identified. Identified and dead as hell. Right. And I'm just like, that's just, I, man, I hope, I don't know what ground. Now, does he have ground? Because I kept seeing stuff about him having grounds to be able to sue and shit. It would, could, is he, does he really have grounds for that shit? As far as suing them for like, I don't see why not. If they have grounds for, uh, like uh, libel and slander, like the idea of 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 you being, um, I'm so used to using the terms libel and slander to describe it that it's hard to find a word to describe libel and slander. We'll go but for the sake the, of it. Libel is basically you being shitted on in print, and slander is basically you being shitted on verbally. And I mean, shit, that's about as shitted on in print as you fucking can be. Yeah, so he was uh, pretty much made out to be a criminal well after he'd already been exonerated as being a criminal. And I would think that he would have the exact same rights as somebody who was charging libel or slander against a a media outlet. I mean, because that, that tweet been sh- was shared tens and tens of thousands of fucking time. Yeah. The next day, they give an interview with him, and he's talking about it, and they still had the fucking tweet up. Like, they get a full interview, like, about two-minute interview about how he wasn't involved, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, what was he, he saying? He was saying how... Hey, was know, he cool about it? He was as cool as you can be for a person that was a, a, accused of... of yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, was he like, yeah, they got me up here, and I, I didn't do the shit, but they got me out here looking crazy, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or was he have been like me, like, fuck these motherfuckers nah, got he, me out here looking stupid. You know, like, I'd have been like, wasn't I'd have been heated. I'd have been heated. But he was definitely... I uh, wish I had shot the motherfucker. Right, he was definitely he was definitely not that level, but he was definitely upset, you know, visibly upset with the whole thing. And I'm just like, dude, how do you not clear that man's name up? immediately like i could see if you thought the guy was a suspect in like the first five minutes <laughs> right but that's it they already had the fucking shooter fucking surrounded and all this shit the meanwhile the tweet's still up and i'm just like dog that's crazy man fucking insane but back to the actual you know shooting and so forth dude these jump bugs got are crazy ass. dog yeah fucking nuts um People are not taking this shit no more. I mean, you 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 have a lot of people that say, you know, violence is not the answer towards cops and things of that nature. And I I see people points, but at the same time, now there's a you know a national outcry for you know stopping violence of sorts. But two days ago. No one gave a shit about Fernando. No one gave a shit about the Anton. 
Alton, uh, I think. Alton Sterling. No one gave a shit about these people, and it was just police fucking up, and now they got paid leave, and you got, you know, uh, two, two, two more dead black men. But now, you know, for, I think it was it four, four cops that got killed? Five. Five. And, like, we have to change everything. Like, no one gave a shit about the, the hundreds of black people that's been killed to date this year. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's this this outcry for change. Like, change should have been fucking happening. And it should have been happening when we were getting killed. Not that cops are getting, you know, getting killed now. That's the crazy part to me. Like, that's fucking insane. But I, 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 people are not going to take that shit laying down anymore. And do you really fault people, though? People want change. We've had tons of people, you know, our ancestors who've died for change, you know, People don't want to sit down and just watch that shit anymore. And so it's like, can you really blame people? Did did, did, did these five cops actually do any any killings? Eh, no, maybe not. But did any of these black black men that you've killed deserve the shit they got done? Probably not either. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I struggle with, 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 the, with totally agreeing that they, those cops shouldn't have died. Like I struggle with. Now we have to be peaceful. Yeah. Um. So my um my my thoughts are pretty well well documented on online regarding this shit. But um, I'm just gonna read what I posted. I posted this Friday morning. This was um. I guess the morning after. It sounds like that might have been Thursday night. Okay. Um. So I I figured this probably I probably posted this Friday morning. Well, I know I posted it Friday morning, but I'm not sure if this was Thursday night that this happened. Yeah, it had to have been Thursday night because it wasn't Wednesday night that the Dallas police got shot. So it must have been Thursday night. Um, and the Dallas chief of police issued a statement, and I made a Facebook post, uh, citing a couple of the quotes that I found interesting. One said that we're hurting. Our profession is hurting. We are heartbroken. This has to stop. And then another said, we don't feel much support these days. Let's not make today one of those days. And I'm not going to read what I wrote in response to that. I'll just say it off the top of the dome right now. But I did not. It's tough for me to have as little empathy as I have. But I, I have none, like none, and it sucks to it, 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 it feels bad because I don't want to be the kind of person who uh, doesn't feel for because I mean like these Dallas the Dallas cops right they the ones that died they probably didn't do shit like they they might have been perfectly good dudes who knows they might have you know families and all that shit like and there's perfectly good reasons to be sympathetic to what their families are dealing with and all that. But my immediate reaction, and this, this is actually what I tweeted. I think when I first woke up and saw it was something like, Oh, some Dallas police got killed. Well, what? (laughs) Okay. Like I, I, I didn't, and I still don't feel any remorse. And it's for the simple fact that 
this has been happening to us for years now. We've been doing this podcast for two years. How many episodes have we had talking about police killing black dudes for no fucking reason? Like, we've had at least a dozen, probably more, talking about that shit. At, at no point in that time did we have not even the Dallas police, but any police standing up saying, hey, man, it's fucked up what the police out here are doing. Like, uh, we don't endorse what these other officers and these other precincts are out here doing this, this is crazy what's happening they sat there on their hands they didn't say shit nothing was popping off they they just sat quietly while their cohorts uh work toward the extinction of the black race and then they come out after they take five losses like hey uh where's our sympathy y'all got our backs like hey don't y'all want to uh feel bad for us like where's our support at fuck your support where's our support at like we had like I, I think I mentioned, like we've had, uh, what, what is something crazy? Like uh, somewhere in the range of like 150 black dudes has been killed, black people has been killed by police in 2016. Like where was, where was our support at? Now you lose five and you want to have your outstretched hands and puppy dog eyes, like, hey, feel bad for us. No, fuck you. Like I'm not gonna feel bad for you. Like I'm gonna feel bad for you when all of our shit was happening. And you sat quietly, and to me, like, you have, if you have police, right, that are out here doing dirt, and I had this thought on my way here, like, if you got police that's out here doing dirt, right, I'm not the most uh, wholesome person in the world. Like, if you have a, a, a police, a group of police, right, and they do a drug raid, and they get $11 million in drug money and shit, and they're like, Hey man, uh, nobody knows how much money it was. Let's just uh, keep a mill for ourselves and put ten million to evidence. I ain't even gonna fucking judge you, dog. I'm like, hey, you know, get that money, dog. Like, <laughs> like I ain't really gonna be mad. So if 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 your if your uh, partners or coworkers or whatever, uh, they don't say shit about that, I'm not even really gonna judge you. But if you're co-workers around here on some shit like hey let's just kill black people for shits and giggles and you sitting there being quiet like how am i supposed to feel bad for you like to me there's at this point there's really just two kinds of cops there's the cops who do that dirt who are out here killing black folks because they don't like black people and they think it's cool and then you got the black folks who know i mean the cops who know about it and don't say shit and to me y'all both on the same plane y'all are all complicit in the deaths of black people and y'all all are equally guilty i've seen maybe like two videos of police officers who are like this is fucked up what, poli what other police are doing meanwhile i've seen mad photos and videos of uh blue lives matter and his life you know like a black cop and a white cop like his life matters and his life matters too all that stupid fucking shit like they are supporting each other to a point that's beyond rationality. Like, right. you can't... How are you supporting each other when you know that your partner or your co-worker or the guy who shares a locker with you, whatever the fuck, this police fraternity shit that they have going on is, is totally fucked up. You got guys out here seeing this shit happen and they ain't saying shit. As far as I'm concerned, you just as guilty as the motherfuckers who's out here doing the dirt. So, if you out here killing, killing black folks for shits and giggles... And you got another, you got all these other cops out here who ain't saying shit. Where are these good cops at? Like the people want to hit you with, ain't all cops. They ain't all cops. To me, it's all cops. Because if your job is to uphold the law and to to basically be the pillar of what's right and wrong, 
and you got all these cops out here killing black folks because they think it's cute and you ain't saying shit, then you just as wrong as the ones who are out here doing the dirt to me. So where these supposed it ain't all cops, where are the ones the where are the it ain't all cops? Where are they at? To out here out here trying to fix the shit, out here speaking out against it. They're just sitting there chilling, like because of whatever the fuck fraternity that they have or camaraderie that they have or some sort of almost like a a police version of guy code. I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever it is, they out here allowing this shit to happen. And then they want to look at us when they lose five people. Like, hey, uh, where's our sympathy at? Fuck you and your sympathy. Like, I, I don't feel bad for them at all, man. And the worst part about it is that I feel bad that I don't feel bad. Because, like, I, I don't want to feel that way. But this is what they've made me. Like, if you take me back to um, who I was in, say, uh, like, prior to, like, Barack Obama becoming president, I was the kind of person I'd be like, Black people blame their hardships on other people way too much. Like they point the finger at racism. Anytime some shit don't, some shit don't go their way, they want to call racism. And I thought like black people lean way too much on pointing the finger at somebody else and not taking accountability for what it is that they do. The fact that all this shit that has happened over the course of these past couple of years has it's totally shifted me. And how I look at the police and how I look at white folks, like the fact that it's 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 changed me to that point makes me feel bad. And I'm like, y'all did this to me. Like y'all could have just been if you had just been decent fucking human beings, we could all be on the same level and shit. We could all be on the same plane. But like now you out here uh, finding all these reasons to justify what you're doing and like oh he smoked he inhaled somebody else's weed smoke when he was 13 so uh he must have deserved to die like like all this like complete shit logic that they come up with to justify the, the, all this shit that's happening like i i can't get behind you and support you and feel bad for you when you have no sympathy toward what you and your co-workers are doing and and it's not like they're coming out saying that this shit's fucked up before their cops being killed, right? Like there's I've not I've not let's stop the violence. I've okay, well, seen, where yeah, are you at? I've not seen cops come out and you know profess this whole stopping thing when you know we're getting murdered constantly. I didn't see cops come out when Eric Gardner was killed. Mm-hmm. I didn't see no cops come out when Michael Brown was killed. Right. I didn't see no cops come out when I forget the guy that one from South Carolina who was caught basically running from the cop and was shot in the fucking back man we don't even remember the fucking names it's anymore so dog many, it's dude. so many it's so many like they had a clip from the espies tonight where uh Mello, uh chris paul d way and lebron were all standing up on stage and during chris paul's portion he was running off names uh, running off names of some of the people and i he ran off maybe like five or six names i, I still remember maybe like all of them except for one but like he only ran off like six names and one of them i couldn't even really remember like which one was that and that's just like six like there's been like the names that we've covered on this podcast alone is at least a dozen at least and like it's to the point where we can't even remember which person was which because i know who you're talking about i can't even remember this guy's name anymore and it's not because it wasn't impactful it's because there's been, so, been many so many that you can't remember which one is which people dying in the cars in their, in their own cars people dying in fucking custody i think uh sometime early this week or late last week was 
a year since Sandra Bland was arrested and fucking died in custody. Yeah, I saw you know that. what I'm saying. And it's like <sighs> there was no outrage with that shit. There was no cop outrage. I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right, right. With you know cops coming out saying, "Man, this is fucked up. My people doing some fucked up shit." It took you know Dallas to happen. And which is crazy, from what I understand, is Dallas is is one of the more safer cities when it comes to police violence and shit happens. But it's like, dude, you Dallas may be, but uh, Baton Rouge over the last three years, all of the people that died in fucking police interaction was black men. And so you know, and then you got people want to give this whole respectability shit. Well, you know. Maybe if you're wearing certain clothes, you know, you got your pants up or you don't have any felonies. Well, ask Philando how many felonies he had. He had none. But then later on, you find out that he had been stopped somewhere damn near 50 something times in the last few years from being profiled. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? The dude. And then they they said they played the uh, the audio of the cop who was pulling them over and they commented something where he has a wide nose, something like a robbery suspect we've seen recently. Right. Like, what the fuck, dude? That shit, man, just bugs the shit out of me, man. But you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I, I'm with you. With, I feel bad that I don't feel bad about it. And that's 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 the worst part of it because I'm not a bad dude. Like, it's like I have like so much animosity online toward this entire situation and if you don't know me and you would just like kind of like look at some of my posts you'd be like man it's an angry motherfucker man he's like mad about everything but like this that that's not me that's what i've been this me this version of me has been created this wasn't this isn't how i am this is what i was made into because of 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 what has happened over the course of the past few years and i'm not comfortable with it like I, I don't like feeling. I almost feel like it's like now, now I'm racist, and like I don't like feeling that way. Like I don't like feeling that shit. But like when you, you turn really around, be, can you really be half white and racist? Apparently, because I mean, <laughs> shit. But I mean, but I like it's 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 crazy to uh to almost like have almost a like a constant like suspicion or um just kind of just always be on guard but just you when you around white folks and like that's not that's not cool and it's especially not cool because like i have white people who like i absolutely adore man like i got a real good friend who's a white dude i got my my uh wife's family is chock full of white folks who are all great fucking people man like i i i love my my step my stepdad i love my father-in-law to death man he's a great fucking guy man like uh, there's a ton like a ton of people that i work with all cool white folks man and i don't like feeling how i feel in these situations and i don't like the fact that the the shit that we've had to deal with as as a race over the course of the past few years has made me into a into a kind of person where I'm always like suspicious of white people's motives and shit like that. Like, and, 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 and it can boil down to some completely irrelevant shit. Like, uh, you know, it could be like if, if, if they don't hold the door for me, or no, if I hold the door and they don't say, thank you, it's like, okay, yeah, you must not be, you must not say shit. Cause I'm black. Like, it, it's like almost like you always kind of almost want to go to some race shit 
because that's what it always feels like now. That's what it always looks like. It really feels like there's a race war going on that right now is kind of like bubbling at the surface. Like it's like not quite there yet. It exists. It's underlying. And it's still not quite spoken about yet. But it's moving to that point where it's going to bubble over the surface at some point and there's going to be a really bad backlash and I'm almost kind of I'm I'm preparing for it and I feel like the Dallas shit was the start of it like this this is the start of people saying of black people saying like we've had enough this is it we're going to fight back and I've 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 read a lot and I've thought a lot and I I I realized that as a black person not speaking for myself but as a as a black person in general it feels like you kind of fall into two categories which is interesting as fuck you kind of either fall into like the Martin Luther King viewpoint or the Malcolm X viewpoint yeah you see a whole lot of people who are like this isn't the answer we need to try to uh fight hate with love and only uh, light can drive out the darkness and all that shit. And then you got the Malcolm X people who are like, they don't fuck with us. This is this this we are an all out war and like you know I, it, it. I feel like the thing is with the whole like Martin Luther King approach, and you know I for one definitely you know respect and admire you know the things of you know the Malcolm X. I mean I'm sorry Martin Luther King done. It did and things of that nature, but it seemed like people. It's like people who want to be Scarface. Did you see the end of the fucking movie? He fucking got killed. He died in a fucking fit of rage. Like MLK died for the shit that he was trying to do. Like did anybody see? Like it felt like they didn't see that part. Like they don't remember the balcony incident. You know what I'm saying? Like that he died. Your people fucked him up for that shit. So. You know, I think one of those, some sports dude on there was like, man, where is my, uh, Martin Luther King leader? We like, nigga, he dead. He's dead. He's yes. dead as fuck. And he didn't die of natural causes. <laughs> right. You know, so that, that's why I'm like, you know, I, like you, 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 I think you put it, you put it really well. Like, you know, I hate that I, I feel this way, yeah. but it's like, I just, there are people that are not going to take this shit laying down anymore. And there's no reason I, to continue I, I I get it. There's no there's no reason to believe that a Martin Luther King approach is going to be uh successful. There's absolutely no reason to believe that. Because if we're already getting killed for doing regular shit like reaching for our wallets in the glove box or reaching for our wallets in our pockets, all that shit, there's no reason to believe that people who inherently hate you are all of a sudden gonna not hate you because you are kind. Like that's a fucking fairy tale. That's exactly what it is. The Martin Luther King viewpoint is a fucking fairy tale. That's what it is. Cause there's no that's not how life works. You're not gonna be out here dealing with people who don't like you because of the color of your skin or people who are who hate you or whatever the case may be and say like, you know what, I used to hate black people, but all of a sudden they're mad nice. So now I'm not gonna be racist no more. That's a fucking fairy tale, dog. Like we don't we not live in this fucking cookie cutter rainbow bright ass world. Like that's not how that shit is gonna work. Like I said last week, the only way this shit is gonna change is either when they start feeling like they're gonna be held accountable for their shit, or when the old racist motherfuckers die off. Because I think the the the, the younger the younger age, like the our generation of white folks and younger, they don't they're not really like that. Like 
the white people like our age or like our generation and younger, like they're mostly cool. Like they, you know, they might experience some, some white privilege that they, they don't realize that it's privilege. But like, as far as like actual like hatred and racism and shit like that, like these people are being raised to not be that way. Like it all comes from how you raise. Yeah, and, it, and it's I mean, like and the it, older motherfuckers that's like that. And it's unfortunate that, you know, you have whites that are our age and younger who, you, it's almost like you have two types of white folks that are our age and younger. You have one that, and it's a few, but you have enough that are like, you know what, my people fucked up terribly. Terribly. And then you got another one that's just like, fuck y'all, and I ain't do it, so I'm not apologizing for shit. I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. And that's just crazy. But it's like, you know, we're, we're dying over silly shit, and this shit is not new. Um... I'm gonna do Diallo. That shit happened in '99 when he went for his wallet and shot fucking umpteen thousand fucking times, and all of the fucking officers were uh, found out guilty. So it's like this shit has been happening forever, and it never was no police out. There was no, I don't remember not a damn police outrage when that happened of saying you know they fucked up or they were excessive or you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know so. Yeah, the, I like the, I, I totally agree. The Mal- that the the Malcolm. The, excuse me. The Martin approach is just not working. It's never. It hasn't worked, and it's not gonna work. And people it's are not going to. What do you think? I remember seeing a uh, a post on Twitter about, and this is you know pretty hypothetical, but if if police were were hired as as like private agencies, so say Detroit police, they wasn't like public servants like they are. They're pretty much hired as a private entity that the citizens pay for. And then if every year, you know, they're getting rated on their success and if they're good, they're good, they're bad, they get changed out. Like, you know, it's almost like a service and shit. Like, you think that could ever be possible that uh, that police could actually be put on something similar to something like that? I think that. I don't know. I, I no, I don't think that could happen. I feel like it's a possibility that if that were to happen, it could be successful, but I don't think that would ever happen. I think that there's too much emphasis put on police being rewarded for their number of arrests or tickets and shit like that, that there's too much incentive uh, for police to pull folks over and shit like that. And if you are talking about money and shit like that, you know, you can make a quota or get extra loot and shit like that if, if money's based in it based on it i don't see any anything like that changing kind of like it's kind of like the airbnb and police like if you kill somebody <laughs> shit you shouldn't be able to fucking police like that's just crazy to me but i don't know yeah i i know i, I saw that i was like that'd be interesting but it would never happen but you know it's like there's no real there's no no real consequence into consequence excuse me to terrible policing you know, they a lot of them don't go to jail. You know, they they are pretty much rewarded. They're they're sent off with fucking paid leave, and then you know somehow it's justified, and then it just happens again. Like if you did, if you as a criminal did some shit wrong, do you and you you did some crazy shit? Like, do you just go back to do the same shit the next day? Like. Like all across the country, this shit is happening daily, dude. It is. 
I, I think we're at a point where I'm hoping that we, as we being black people, are fed up to the point that we're going to fight back. Like, I, I feel like, just like, um, like Tupac said when he was talking about uh, does he feel bad for cops that got killed way back in the fucking 90s, the shit that you tagged me in, and he's like, no, nah, I don't give a fuck. I feel, I feel like the same way, like, if we can't be out here extending olive branches and shit when they're out here just, like, hunting us. Right. And like I, said, I, I, I made a post something like, you can't be out here supporting the Dallas PD extending your olive branch when when you extend your olive branch, they're going to say it's a gun and shoot you. Like, it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, it yeah. don't work that way. Like, it, it's not going to work out. So I'm, I'm kind of in the, in the camp that it's unfortunate that potentially innocent police had to die, but I'm not going to shed a tear or be sympathetic over those five when we've had 150 and nobody gave a fuck. So, I mean, like, if that's what has to happen to help to start shifting the tie, and I don't even expect it to make it so that, like, because it's not a light switch. We're not going to flick it off and be like, oh, all of a sudden now they're not racist anymore. No, they're going to be, they're still going to be racist, but at least, at least if they feel like they could suffer some kind of consequence behind it, at least we can curb it until those, until those pieces of shit die off. So I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad at all. Nah, I mean, if some shit just started to change now, if these five cops, you know, somehow change, you know, the 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 system of policing over the country or whatever, well, hopefully they won't die in vain. But <laughs> I don't see it happening, like at all. Right. Don't see it happening. So, um, let's read Tony's email. That's a good point for it. He said, "Uh, what up, though? I know y'all will speak on this tonight, which this was an email from last week." Uh, I just have an issue I want to bring up. I find it strange that the NBA is comprised mostly of black men at a whopping 74.4% who are ready, uh, ready to impose all type of sanctions because of HB2. He said the trans, the, that's the transgender bill in North Carolina, but seem to be eerily quiet anytime we have one of these incidents, referring to the, the cop killings and shit. I guess my question is, how do you feel about major corporations stepping in on some issues and being quiet on others? Well, I feel like a black any black man in America that has the the opportunity to speak on injustice that happen to people should do it at any level. Yeah, any level. And I think recently, you know, I was and yourself was was quite weirded out and upset and pissed that after the Dallas shooting, you know. Uh, LeBron has spoke out on Philando and uh, Alton uh, Sterling. Alton Sterling. And I don't know why I can't remember that, that dude's name. Um, I remember because there's a dude on like Real World Las Vegas named Alton. So uh, it helps me remember. Is it a gay dude? <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't gay. Oh, okay. He was slaying bitches on that season. Oh. <laughs> he was getting mad pussy. <laughs> well, he spoke out on those two and, you know, in the wake of the whole Dallas thing, but. He was like the quietest motherfucker ever when Tamir Rice got fucking murdered in Cleveland. Yeah, wasn't he on some shit like, well, I don't know what that's about, so I ain't gonna say shit. And that shit, shit bugged the shit out of me then. And like, why would it not? Like, yeah, like, why would it not? And then he was on the SP tonight, standing up there with D-Wade and Melo and shit, and Chris Paul on his, on, on his, uh, 
you know, his little soapbox and shit. And that's not to say that you can't, it's not to say that you can't change your mind. Like, if yeah. he was on some other shit back when Tamir Rice got killed and now he realizes that he, he was fucked up at that point and now he's on some other shit, no, no shade to LeBron. Great. I, I, I fully endorse what I saw tonight. But, that that shit with Tamir Rice, dog. That was some bullshit, dog. And that was your own fucking crib, that your own fucking hood. Come on, man. I just and so <laughs> t- uh, today, someone had, uh, tweeted a, a retweet of Adina Howard. Adina Howard. Yeah. The fuck. And I guess she's like fifty and like fine and shit now. I can see her still being fine. Yeah. So I had a. Uh, she because she tweeted. Look up Adina Howard, our uh, our white fans who may not know who Adina Howard is. Look yeah. at what was uh, her song? It's called Freak. Freak. No, no, she. Well, yeah, but she had uh, the Freak in the Morning, Freak in the Evening joint. Yeah, that yeah, was that. her first joint, and she had a T-shirt and panties joint. Yeah. Look, look, look up Adina look Howard. And if you look up on Twitter, you enjoy it. it. Yeah, you enjoy <laughs> it. You enjoy it. So she tweeted someone. T- she had tweeted something where she basically just tweeted her name and a hashtag. And I was like, why is she using a hashtag? Like, it was just hashtag Adina Howard. And it was just her standing like this. <laughs> I mean, very nice looking for an age woman. You know, she kind of looked a little aged in the face. But, I mean, body-wise, she was tight. Right. And so I click on her fucking page, and I say I'm blocked. The and fuck? I'm like, why the fuck am I? And I'm like, I thought I know I got into it with her for something. So I you know, so whenever I get blocked or something, I find out, I end up just searching my name and their name to see what happened. So in in the 2014 or something, I got an argument with her because she was on some old respectability Negro shit, like you know, oh, okay. some old uh, blacks killing blacks, you know, bullshit. And I was thinking I was talking, I think it was about Tamir Rice, and I was just like. Where the fuck you come from, and why do you feel that that has anything to do with police killing us? Like, so, so I guess she's turned to do leaf, and you know, kind of like LeBron, and you know, she's you know for our people. Someone was tweeting me, but yeah, and it's random. I just found a random ass. Like, I I almost forgot that we even had an interaction. Like, she hit me with, "Well, that's just my opinion," and I was just like, "It's you wrong." <laughs> well, whatever I said, but then she threw a swift block at me real fast. Yeah, that's what happens to you. <sighs> but yeah, man, I'm just I'm not up for this re- respectability shit, dude. Like, you know, people talk about you know black on black violence. Like I seen a Facebook friend of mine, one of my sister's friends. You know, like we just need to get ourselves together. You know, I'm like, dude, people in close, pro- and they call it proximity crime. When you talk about black on black violence, thing like that, crime happens in, in most neighborhoods where there are tons of people with you know, no jobs or all this other shit not going. That shit happens in every fucking community. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a whole black on black thing. But don't dare bring up black on black violence when cops are killing us like fucking crazy. Like that's not the time. And you can talk about if you want to talk. And I don't even think black. And you think I used to be a real component of talking about black on black violence because I just felt like you know our people do need to do better, and we still do, and that's Absolutely. never gonna change. Right. But. To bring that shit up on the wake of uh, Philando getting killed like dog or a guy selling CDs to do is I was on arguing with one guy. He was like, you know, we just need to just, you know, we need to not put ourselves in situations to get killed. Basically, that's what he said in short. Like, there's no such thing as that, fam. Yeah. dog, <laughs> dog. And then the thing is that happened. Whatever that night that happened, the Philando got killed that next day. So I'm like, dog. 
He just did. He was in his fucking car chilling with no fucking felonies. Worked for the school board. And he reached for his fucking wallet and he got popped. He was doing everything he was supposed to do. And still got got. So you could miss me with this respectability shit saying you should have been. And then he just went on a tangent. Talking about, yeah, I'm just going to not be nowhere where the police can catch me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just go keep moving. I was like... Keep moving? What the fuck are you talking about? Keep moving. You like, gonna move somewhere where ain't no police at? Like, nigga, you in a car. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? You just go not stop by the police because you're fucking bad taillight? I had a, a brake light out on my truck, and I got stopped. And I thought it was a weird, the craziest shit ever. Like, dude, one, you have, it's different having a taillight out and a brake light out. A brake light out means I have to actually push the brakes to see that my fucking light's out. Right. You're not seeing that shit unless you're like looking in a mirror with your car and shit. And who does that shit? Right. But the whole time I'm sitting there like, Doug, why am I getting fucked with it too? Like, am I going to fucking die? Like, that shit rarely happens in Detroit. But, dude, actually, I wasn't even trying to in Dearborn. Well, that shit actually happened in Dearborn. So it's like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? But, yeah, man, it's like you can get stopped anywhere and fucking get killed by the fucking police. What I always tell people about the black on black crime shit, I don't like hearing that argument like, oh, uh, we stopped. What about black on black crime when the cops killing us? The, I don't even understand how you can not make this distinction. But what I always say about in, in response to that is that while black on black crime is fucked up and we like you said, we need to do better. We need to stop killing each other. That's that's truth for sure. But. Bringing that up during the police killing black people argument is fucked up because black. Okay, so say like you know me and you, I shoot you, and that's black on black crime or well, not quite, but it's close. Say but, uh, yes, it's black. It's on black half crime. black on black crime. But whatever the case may be, I shoot you like that's black on black crime. That's not the same thing as the person who's whose job it is to uphold the law like the, these are the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving these are people who are supposed to be watching over us keeping shit safe and they're abusing their power and using it to to take advantage of their own inner hatred like that's totally fucking different dog like these are people who are supposed to be protecting us and they're held to a totally different standard than random crip on the on on a corner like hey, look I, it's I, not I, the same thing i didn't ask to be black this shit just came. You 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 decided to be a cop and to hold these laws and rules and things like that. Strong point. And another thing is too, you fuck around and shoot me. What happens? You go to fucking jail. Ain't nobody putting you on fucking vacation and shit. Another strong. <laughs> another strong point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The so men like, who are meant to uphold the law are getting a paid vacation when they do it. Yeah. When I do it, or when I say when I do it, but like if yeah. if I did it, like we're I'm not, going to fucking jail. We're like, not pushing for that. Yeah, it <laughs> happens. You go to fucking jail, and another one's gone. So you know that that argument is so fucking tired, and it's and it's so tacky when people bring it up in the midst of like if I mean if we happen to have like a cool month where we don't get killed by by the fucking police, and it's just mid of the month, and you say you know what we got to stop killing each other. You may have a decent argument that day, but it's not going to happen because cops are constantly killing us. So, excuse me, it's always going to be that time where it's never a time to talk about it. So, it's just, ugh, I hate that shit, dog. And I don't know if this is an apt comparison because it just popped into my head, but uh, look at it in the sense of, like, um, statutory rape. If you have a... uh, a guy who say 19 and he fucks a chick who say 15 
and it's statutory rape, and it's like, you know, that's against the law. It how tacky is it to bring that up if, say, a priest is fucking a kid, a fucking little boy and shit? Are you gonna go? Well, what about the other niggas that's out here uh, molesting kids? It's a fucking priest, dog. He's supposed to be fucking reading the Bible and teaching him how to fucking go to heaven and shit. And he's out here making him suck his dick. Like, that's the, like how are you going to bring up yeah, some yeah. other shit? Yes, it's still wrong if, you know, Travis fucks you know, Billy or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's still wrong. But if the if Archbishop Joseph fuck, you know, fucks the fucking kid, it's, always, it's totally different it's fucking always, shit. It's always going to be fucked up when you have a person that's that has an oath to something, has a responsibility, like a teacher fucking a Yes, like you have a responsibility, like it's your job a, to be wholesome. You know, a, a player <laughs> or something like that, you know. And I think it's kind of crazy with, you know, with when you, you did them churches and things of that nature, like, you know, this person was was acting as a lead to them or some kind of advisor or some kind of superior. Yeah. And shit like that. Yeah. So yeah. And those are like the weird fucking ass com- comparison that, that dickheads are like so stupid about. And it's just like that just that shit just irks me. Like you just the the people don't understand the dynamics of black on white black on black violence just period. And so and I agree and I can say that I was definitely, you know, a component of saying dumb shit like that. But I was like that's just it just doesn't make sense. But it is a problem and it need and it should be addressed and it's fucked up and I, I definitely would like my brothers and sisters not be killing themselves. But to bring up that shit when cops are killing us is just, you know, they held to a higher standard. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 a completely different situation. They're meant to protect us, you know, and they're supposed to not be using their authority to uh, exercise their hatred. And honestly, do you think the Dallas the the Dallas shooting uh, 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 the officers is going to change shit? No, no, it should, but it's not. Yeah, it. it Man, it's so fucked up. But I feel like it should. I, I feel like that's like the, almost like the impetus that we need. Like, well, I, yeah, I, I feel like it, I feel like it's so fucked up to say something like that. And the fact that I feel guilty about that, but these cops and all these white folks who always want to defend the fucking black guys that get killed, the, the I mean defend the cops who kill these black guys, like they do this shit on YouTube comments and on Facebook with no fucking uh, remorse at all. And I feel bad for saying, like, this might be what needs to happen. I feel bad for that, but they don't give a fuck about saying, like, well, uh, nigga should have had his fucking, you know, whatever. Like, he shouldn't have did this. He should have did that. Like, they don't feel no kind of way about that. And I feel guilty for saying, like, well, you asked for this shit. You know, and, and like, that's crazy that I can feel bad for basically... Uh, them getting what their comeuppance like okay now you can realize that the action that you take are going to come back around they can bite you and this is what this is what can happen when you you push people to this point and to for me to feel bad about feeling that way but for them to not feel bad about what their people are doing to us like that's crazy man like i still feel bad even though we are completely being shitted on i still feel bad about it and they're just like defending it, like, well, if he had just fucking saw the police coming and just laid down, spread eagle, threw all his shit out of his pockets, and said, "Yes, massa, please come arrest me," then he'd still be alive. Like, okay, 
You're a complete piece of shit. Yeah, that, that whole comply to survive thing is just fucking retarded, dude. Like, I just feel like, why do we have to go through so much to not be killed at a fucking traffic stop? Like, people say, where well, you shouldn't have been doing this. Well, certain things have certain consequences. All these consequences aren't death. Yeah, none of them, none of them result in death. You sell a fucking CDs at a fucking store... What's the most you could get from that shit? It ain't fucking nothing near death. I feel like it a ain't, slap on the wrist and a hundred dollar fine. It ain't life in jail. It, you know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing you should be able to catch a bullet for. Like right. that's none of that shit. Like, and that's what people don't understand. Well, you know they shouldn't have been doing what they was doing. Well, motherfucker, that shouldn't have been death though. Right. That, by that logic, every fucking crime is a death sentence. And everybody you shouldn't have been doing that. Well, how how would they think? How do you think they would feel if we said that shit to them? Like if we had like a um, like say you got the police out here and they're like beating up beating up black folks during a protest and shit like that, and then one of them gets shot in the head, and then we like, well, you shouldn't have been beating on niggas during the fucking protest. How do you think they would fucking like, react to that shit? They'd be no, like, what the no, fuck? No one's gonna be like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, uh, no one's gonna say that shit. But they expect us to just lay down and be like, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have been acting well, you up. You know what? You're right. Like, no, yeah, no one's gonna do that. Yeah, and it's it's not like. This, these are like even these are like fucking misdemeanors and shit <laughs> like like and we're we're gonna be like yeah he shouldn't have been committing that misdemeanor right. I guess he'd still be alive if he had so stolen Brown, cigarettes Mike Brown right, he stole some fucking Come cigarettes on, and, he, and he dies and Darren the Darren Wilson Hey, that's the white man that shot Mike Brown yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah and somebody who definitely needs to be dead yeah, but man. whatever. And this is and this is around the same time that I, I was looking through my, uh, I think it was yesterday, yesterday or today, I was my Facebook memories popped up and I was like <laughs> I was like ranting for days about Zimmerman. So I think this is around the time that Trayvon Martin was killed, and that still that still bothers me that, that guy is fucking free. If we start talking about George Zimmerman, we're gonna run over. Yeah, you're right. To like three hours. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. I just, you know, I just don't think, I don't think he's the type of person that deserves to breathe air. Like he, he, he shouldn't have to, he shouldn't be able to enjoy the quality of shit that normal fucking human beings deserve and get like, he shouldn't be around anymore. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that you can. That's a belief that you can have and not even really feel bad about. Dude, I like feel, ain't nobody gonna feel guilty about saying like, like hey, I I'm, think George Zimmerman like, should be dead. I'm, like, I'm perplexed. Like, I'm, I'm 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 torn in my head, you know, about a lot of the the, the shit that happened in Dallas, and like like you said, I feel bad for feeling the way I do sometimes about that. But Zimmerman, nah. Yeah. I think I think he just needs to catch a bullet and be gone. Like there's no use for people like that. Better off without him. Yeah, to- totally better off. Totally fucking better off. Like I, you know, I don't want to wish nothing bad on anybody. If some shit happened to me or my family or people I know and shit like that. But Zimmerman, no, nah, he could catch some hot ones, dog. Yeah. And I will fucking barbecue and have folks over. <laughs> the George Zimmerman is dead barbecue. Dude, I would I would I would grill all his favorite food. And, you know what I'm saying? Like nah, free just, tacos. Yeah, dude, because that dude fucking. Followed and combed the neighborhood that wasn't even his, and somehow got off because he started some shit with a fucking kid. Like, dude. And he's exploited it for fame. Fame like a motherfucker painting pictures and all the other stupid shit. Like, dude. He point. I think he sold some photo. He point. He painted the American flag or some dumb shit. 
Nah, dog. Nah, you just need to. You need not to be on this earth. The air we breathe is too fucking good for you. Dog. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, but you're right. We'll just go over this. Yeah. So we're at an hour twenty three. Um, I got a few topics that are kind of lightweight shit that we can kind of wrap up with. Um, so I saw a post on Facebook that somebody said. They were talking about uh, the NBA now versus the NBA back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to delve too deep into that because that's that that's almost a topic that's irritated me too. But um, so, somebody was – so we talked about Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors um, however many podcasts ago, two, maybe three, whatever. And this person said that the Warriors have five Hall of Famers. Who? Not who said it, but who are the Hall who of Who are the Famers? five? Yeah, that's what I said. Who? How you have five Hall of Famers? They counted basically everybody that's like everybody that's on the Warriors. They said Steph, Clay, KD, uh, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. And man, if 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 that's your opinion on basketball, you need to just like start watching fucking ice skating or some shit because you don't know you don't know jack shit about basketball. Like my my thing about Hall of Famers, people throw that shit around so much. Like if you if you cold as fuck right now, they'll be like, oh, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. You can't the way I look at Hall of Famers is you either one need to be retired so we can look back at your whole career and say, is this a Hall of Fame career? Or my personal barometer is like, I need you to have have played enough seasons to where if you don't play anymore, then we can look at your career. And see if you were in the Hall of Fame. Okay, I, so for me, I, I, I gauge it maybe like around ten seasons, something like that. At this point, then how many seasons has KD been in the league? It's about about seven, somewhere in that range, seven or eight. So if he even just went, and I have an opinion about it, but if it was just went based on say just ten years in the league, none of well, what Iguodala's been in the league longer? Iguodala's the only person in those five who's who who has the 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 amount of time played to justify it. Everybody else is KD and Steph are in the six to eight range, and then Clay is like four to five. Draymond is like four, uh, somewhere in that range. So no, none of them have played ten other than Iguodala. So existing, uh, starting existing. Okay, I ain't gonna say that. That's just gonna be confusing. I'm on the kind of say that they have no current. Hall of Famers. That's what I said. I said that the the Warriors have a bad spades hand. They have zero and two possibles. That, and one that, just got there. Yeah, exactly. And because my logic is that they, their two possibles are if they play a couple more years at their current level, then they're in unequivocally. And they're they're in KD. there. And that's Stephen KD. KD. Yeah. They're in there. But at their current moment, if neither one of them played another game, neither one of them are in. And, and then, neither like one. you say, technically, if you want to put in discussion, Iguodala could be in discussion. But he's not a Hall of Fame player at this point. Iguodala's not even close. <coughs> and when I say not even close, I mean, like, he's like, there's... Like, he shouldn't even be in a conversation not close. Not even close. He's zero percent. There's no way Andre Iguodala's getting a Hall Andre Iguodala in his whole career... I think he's been in the league maybe 12 or 13 years. At no point was he ever even close to being the best player on his team. Like, at his peak, he was with, like, Iverson. Like, he, like he now, was... Did he, did he play with Philly 
Sans Iverson though? I, think I believe Iverson so. Left. Yeah, I believe he and did play point, on Philly maybe minus he was Iverson. The best player at that point, but it still was a mediocre team, and he still doesn't even. He's not even a conversation. That's not not at all. He's not a conversation. We're talking about a guy who's probably a career like thirteen points a game and like four rebounds. Like like it's it's very generic like role player helpful type deal. Like. There's no way Andre Iguodala is not sniffing the Hall of Fame by any stretch of the imagination, and Draymond Green had his first good season this year, to where you could say, okay, this guy is a a a force in the league right now. Like he's somebody who can look at his like, huh? Do I know the person who? I can't remember who it was. I just don't. I I, I, if it does, I just want to not. It was no. It was a comment on somebody else's status that I saw. I don't know who the person was. I don't even know who it was. But I, I saw the comment, and I was like, five? Who the fuck is the five? And then somebody commented after me and was like, five? Who's the fifth? And I was like, who's the five? Who's five? <laughs> I was like, the fifth? Who's the five? Like, No, that's, that's, that's just reaching. What do you think of... Uh, what do you think of Tim Duncan's legacy now that he's uh, retired? That was one of the other topics that I have. Okay. I, I think that Tim Duncan is, I mean, he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. Um, I think that when you talk about the conversation of great uh, power forwards and great players in general, he's elite status. He's way up there. But yeah. one thing that I've seen since he announced his retirement, which was... Um, it was either yesterday or the day before, but it was this week. One thing that I've seen is a whole lot of hyperbole about him being like, basically people saying shit about him that they didn't say when he was active. Like I saw somebody today fucking uh, wonder and shit. He tweeted some shit saying, uh, somebody said like, uh, fuck Tim Duncan. He was boring or some, some shit like that. And wonder retweeted saying best player of our generation. Okay, shut the fuck up, dog. Like, nobody said he was the best player of our generation prior to him retiring. I don't like when somebody retires or dies and they, like, totally build up who that person was like after they retired or died. Posthumous accolades and shit like that. Like, yeah, like when Robin Williams died, best comedian of all time. Like, okay, so he wasn't the best comedian of all time yesterday, but now he's the best comedian of all time because he's dead. Like, you can pay respects to his greatness after he died without being totally hyperbolic and like making up shit. Right. Like if you didn't say he was the best, if you didn't say Tim Duncan was the greatest player of our generation last week, then you can't say it today. Like, like what are you talking about? And I like, have like, it's I way have, out of I hand. I have like nothing bad, nothing negative to say about uh, Tim Duncan. I think he was a great player. He served his, he, he, his jeans be mad whack. Yeah. I'll talk about his jeans. I think his clothes, somebody said, he dresses like a pregnant mom. Somebody says (laughs) (laughs) something about, I forget where they say he got his shirts from, but he he took no, it it was like he, he he took no opportunity to not get a Forex shirt from something. (laughs) And it showed him with all these like oversized shirts. I forget, (laughs) forget the, forget where, but oversized for him too. Now I will say that, you know, I've, I've had times where I thought that he was boring, but he was just as fundamental as it get, you know, turn around, 
post up backboard. You know, he just he wasn't flashy. He didn't do anything that was like extra that you know he wasn't on uh, Sports Center's top ten, probably nine never. But he was a good player and he played his role. Um, and I, a lot of stuff I kept seeing about him is that you know when he was he won five titles. I think that the thing I kept saying was five titles, one team. And I think a lot of people really push the whole one team thing. I mean, you know, sometimes you just can't control that, you know. But, you know, I think that, you know, the Spurs are good with uh, with nailing down their players and keeping their good players there or whatever. But, no, nothing bad to say. He definitely first round. Now, that's a real fucking Hall of Fame where you just say he got it first time. There, if if for some strange fucking reason he didn't get voted in the first time, it would be a fucking conspiracy. Like there's no reason that he wouldn't be, you know, first ballot all around Hall of Fame at all. Right. I kind of figured he was gonna leave this year though, and I remember having a conversation with folks and they was thinking he would play in uh, a few more years, but I just didn't see it in him. Like he 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 almost played to the background this last season. Like he just wasn't out there, you know. But I do like I like that I like the the Spurs system of grooming players. You know, like Tim Duncan came in when you know maybe a, a couple of years before David Robinson retired, and Robinson pretty much groomed him. You know, as he was there, and mm-hmm. now you know they have you know Aldridge, which I would assume that you know Duncan is probably going to be that kind of player person to Aldrich and stuff like that. Um, I like their, I like that about them is that, you know, they definitely, if you are spur, you are spur, mm-hmm. whether you're in a front office or not. And I respect that. Yeah. I think it's dope as hell that you, you know, you have a team that, are, you know, even when you retire, you're committed to, to grooming players. That's going to rep- replace you and, you know, things of like that. So I think that's, that's pretty dope, but I think they're, I think they're going to be. I think Aldridge is going to be a good replacement. I think he has the potential. If you want to talk about Hall of Fame, he has the potential of being a, <laughs> a Hall of Fame in, in ten years. You know, <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge is solid, man. He 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 could possibly get there. I, no, he, I don't he, know, but he he'd be. He, I we'll think he he definitely feel feel the feel the shoes well. Um, but I think I don't think um um what's the guard uh not the guard who. White guy balding. Um, Who's on the Spurs? Uh, a player? Yeah. What's the other white guy they have on it? Ginobili. White though. He, Ginobili. I don't think he's playing many more seasons. I thought he would retire before Duncan retired. <laughs> Ginobili is an interesting Hall of Fame question. I don't think that he's in, but I think he's not. He's in his been first, first first time. He's been he's so good. wildly effective for his career. That I think he's a better conversation piece than uh, a lot of the other guys that they talk about. Well, he was definitely a more of an interesting player. I think Tony Parker's in. Oh, definitely. But I think, but why? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Ginobili be in if Tony Parker's in? I feel like I feel like they're both at the same level of because Ginobili has more of the like. If you watched him play, you can see how uh, important he was to their success. But Tony Parker has that plus the actual numbers. Yeah, like like Ginobili was the type that you know he would it would be he would score like a quiet thirty and you'd be like oh shit he actually did that and wouldn't even realize he did it. I think if you pull up if you put up Ginobili's numbers they probably don't look Hall of Fame worthy. 
but you if you watch them play, you could see how important he was to that team. It's kind of like uh like Vinny Johnson on the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Right. Like okay. when you watch if you watch the bad boys back then, you know how important Vinny Johnson was to their success, but Vinny Johnson is not gonna show you career stats to say Hall of Fame. He's not gonna sniff it at all. So um but with it with Tim Duncan, like Tim Duncan is Easily a easily a Hall of Famer, no question. He's done a, an insane. His accomplishments are insane. Like everything he's done has been great. How long do you think Ginobili's going to play? He's thirty nine. If Gino, if Ginobili plays next year, it'll probably be his last. But I think he's. I feel like he's he's probably not going to play anymore. Well, they say he's working. Especially I was, with Duncan I was reading up. He's working on a new deal, so I think he's going to play for sure. Huh? I wasn't sure until like moments ago when I looked at my phone. I was <laughs> well, <laughs> then he could be that guy that can possibly be that uh, that help off the bench for a team that is already there. He's not going to go to a team that's on the cusp and make them a contender. He's if he if if he leaves San Antonio. Which See, he probably won't, He's but not, I don't think you. They don't make players to leave like that. You leave there, you getting traded. Like you're not leaving voluntary. Like they're still a contention team, and there's no reason to really leave. Like he doesn't have the issues that like a a, a KD has, where you don't know the players are going to be there. You don't you don't know if you're going to get help or not. Like you know that the Spurs, they're they pick up quality people, you know what I mean, and so he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be there. If he's not there, he's retired. But he'll be there this season. I don't see him going anywhere else. Yeah. So, um, what'd you think about um Rich Homie Quan at the VH1 Honors uh last night? Well, or the night before? I don't know. Well, first I didn't know it was him until after the fact. Well, he's a piece of shit. So I'm kind of watching, and I'm, I just turned to it, and because I seen, you know, Twitter was like all over it, and I wasn't watching it at first. Like I missed, I missed damn near all of it. Me too. I, um, but I, I caught that. I wanted to see when Homegirl did a uh, little Kim spot, uh, uh, whatever the fuck her name is, Tiana, Tiana. I don't know, whatever. Tiana, whatever. I missed that part, but then I ended up unfortunately coming in on little Kim being on stage and. She just looks fucking horrible, dude. Yeah. Like oh I just can't God, get her over face. like oh the the mini of mini search. She doesn't even look like <laughs> she don't like, even look like a person, dog. She looks like a fucking. I, she looks like really mouse like to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if if you had a mouse as was generated as a person, that would be or her and a. Uh, uh, I always mix up salt and pepper, but we want to had all the face shit done. Pep, uh, is it pep? Yeah, yeah. She's a, she looks fucking terrible. And I'm like, I don't understand that people to get like s- surgeries like that, and no one in their sphere of influence tells them that that shit is fucked up. Like, no one told you that. No, nah, you you cut your. Somebody said her her nose looked like she can sniff everything in the corner of a room. <laughs> like she could put her nose there and just get everything. Like, dude, her nose is like it has like a point at the end. But uh, yeah, Lil Kim was terrible, dude. And she even sounded terrible. Then she was miss. Dude, what did you say? I said something about her uh, not having. I think she she didn't remember her verse. Oh, I said her face was buffering. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I was laughing about that. <laughs> she looked like fucking morning. Dude. She looked like her face is not in, in, it's not compatible with like the rest of her body. Like I feel like she w- will want to rap something or say something, and her face might not cooperate. I, I, That's what it looked like to me. Like her face has a mind of its own. Like it, her face is gonna do what it's gonna do, and she might have the goal or intention of saying something or rapping something, but her face might not be on the same page. I remember. That's it. I think around the time I think because I had brought the the tweet back. I found the tweet that I did saying which was your favorite little Kim face. Yeah, yeah, and I it saw was that. Like whatever, ten of them, whatever. Shit. And I remember yeah. when that ha- first I first did that around that conversation. I remember somebody said some chick said something to the effect of, "This is the reason she's changed her face so much because black men can't accept her for what she is." <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Black men loved Little Kim. What is what the fuck are you talking Dude, about? People loved her way more when she was normal faced versus all of the shit she's done. I'm just shocked. She did she, not change her face because of disapproval. That that's I, ridiculous. I'm shocked that she all the fucking Little Kim posters that was on people's walls I, and I, lockers. I was about to say I, I think I was shocked she made enough money to actually change her face that many times. But I think she probably was really profitable. During her actual music reign, when she was actually yeah. like notorious KIM, and, absolutely. But that shit, yeah. So yeah, but back to uh, uh, Rich Homie, Rich Palsy Quan, Rich Palsy. <laughs> I I didn't know it was him, and I jokingly said it was Michael Blackston because I couldn't <laughs> see his fucking face. <laughs> like I thought it was a parody because he didn't even get the words. Like how do you do a Biggie tribute if you don't know the Biggie words, dog? Mm-hmm. This nigga said, you want to sit mo on my living room flow, play Nintendo with Season Alamo. <laughs> like, what? Season Alamo? You talking about the Alamo, like, <laughs> like the battle in Texas? Like, what are you talking about, dog? Oh, you had to be able to ask somebody, like, dog, is these the right words? Like, I don't get, like, did he practice? Like, what the fuck? Why do you even, somebody, some rapper who I don't listen to, I think it was Joey Badass, said something like, Rich Homie Quan is his performance at the VH1 Honors is the perfect example of everything that's wrong with hip hop today. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know what? You're, You're right. right. You're right. <laughs> it's exactly what the problem is. Though. Like, how do you go on stage on VH1 not knowing Biggie's lyrics to get money? Like, as a rapper. Like, yeah, if you fucking Darren Wilson, I'm not going to expect you to go up there and fucking spit Biggie lyrics for, for get money. But like, you are supposed to be a rapper and you don't know the words at all. Like, at all. Well, shit. Look, Lil, Lil Kim forgot the words in her song, too, so shit. Maybe yeah. they would. Well, her I, face wasn't working right. It, it was still buffering. Like, yeah, her face on, was doing like, its own thing. Her face was on dial up. Yeah, her she face, just, her just face wasn't, wasn't working wasn't yet. Quite. She hadn't switched it on yet. It was still kind of like, you know, charging and shit. Now, that was. A, was that a. <laughs> It was that VH1, but that's a tribute to uh, Latifah, and she just... Lil it's Kim a tribute to there. female rappers, period. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, like, they were honoring Missy, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, and um, I think it was somebody else. Missy. So, I guess Busta Rhymes was on there. I didn't see that. And I guess he was talking about... Uh, one, I heard he looked a mess. Like, he, somebody, he was saying, like, he ate himself or something. <laughs> like, he used to be, like... He was, like, really big, and then he would get really buff, and then he just get... Big and like he was skinny. Okay, and then he got, he was. He was and then skinny, he got, 
And then he got big, buff, and then he lost it and kept eating without working out. And yeah, now. and then his neck got bigger than his shoulders. And but he, I heard he had said something about, you know, Missy Ghost. Did you remember who Missy Ghost Wright for? Because I guess he made some big deal about her being a big ghostwriter in, in the music game. I heard about that, that Missy was a ghostwriter, and I always kind of dismissed it because she's so trash. Like, I've never understood. Like, I, I'm not going to say I don't understand because she made hits and she made songs that you could listen to and you could rock to and you could enjoy. But as far as actual writing, the actual lyrics, Missy is like, I'm, I'm talking like garbage juice. Like, like listen to fucking, what's that song? The, um, her, her real popular one. Um, fuck. What's that fucking song? What uh I can't um, stand the rain or No no later one. Um Did they have Git in the title? Um Well, I was never a Missy fan, so I'm definitely like not the person. I've never been a big fan of hers. Like at all. So it's like, yeah. That one is say, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's all. Yeah, like, yeah. listen to the fucking lyrics on that shit. I'm talking like, it's like a three-year-old wrote that shit. It's fucking horrible. I feel like she's like the too short of women rappers. Like, she There's disrespectful to of- Too Short. <laughs> too Short is way better than her. And all Too Short say is, bitch, I'm going to come in your eye. Fuck you, uh, suck my ass. Bitch. Like too short, say all the craziest shit. He's still better than like Missy's lyrics are horrible, dog. Like I'm talking like basic, basic fucking A B C D E F G type shit. Like it's horrible, dog. I, I, I don't I understand like her popularity. Of, I feel like she was one of those people who got so much love and likeness because she was a woman. Like not because she did it well. But and she was heavy set, so it, it like it almost helps gain you like, like yeah, it helps gain you. I don't say sympathy, but like oh, it's like oh, there's a heavy set woman and she's popping. So let's build her up to be no, better I than she just, is. I rather just keep liking Latifah. Like I don't, I don't feel the need to like, like I don't feel the need. Queen Latifah's dope, dog. Yeah, and she and, and I, I don't feel the need to like, like Missy. Like I was definitely never a huge. She had dope videos. She, she and they was, helped to offset her garbage. And lyrics. I feel like she was like, and I can't even compare her to like male counterparts, but like she did videos like Busta Rhyme did videos. Like it was like they so were very much, similar. Yeah, you know shit like that. But nah, I never just said, man, I'm gonna turn on this Missy album. Oh, I've never said that. Like, man, her lyrics are so bad. Uh, I still like. I feel like no one's ever mentioned that. Like, oh, Missy was so great, pioneer, and all this great shit, all these crazy videos and. Oh, she made all this crazy music, and she did make innovative music. Like her, her actual songs was different, and you know, shit like that. But like the actual bars, oh man, oh man, fucking garbage juice. Yeah, I was, like her videos, like out on the whole like, crew, Missy, Timbaland, Magoo, all these are like garbage lyrics, man. I still like, don't understand the likeness Magoo had. Like to me, he was fucking terrible, dog. It it wasn't it, not only his voice was terrible, that he just was terrible to me. Yeah. Like none of them niggas. Like no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why music was such a lull that they were like, like praised. Like yeah, I don't get it at all. So um, let's wrap up with one more topic. Okay. One last topic. 
Okay, that's cool. I could do that. Pokemon Go. You want it? <laughs> I want it. Oh fuck, you want it? So, when you one of them, when you one of motherfuckers like who? What's up with all these motherfuckers playing Pokemon? So yeah, I was like, I've for one, I'm saying, so I've never followed Pokemon. I've never read any of the. Is it, was it comic books for Pokemon? It was a TV show, I think. TV show. Never watched a TV show. Never understood the actual like premise of Pokemon. Me neither. And so I kept seeing like a bunch of like folks doing it. And I kept seeing like black folks. Like I never knew too many like black folks who like was like into Pokemon. I knew a few. Mm-hmm. But so I was just I don't know, my curiosity like really got the best of me or whatever. That's kind of where I sit. So I made one. And I was like, so all you do is throw this little ball at fucking random animals and catch them. And I, hope then you made your name, I hope you made your name Okimon. So I tried a, a number of <laughs> random ass names that was like Iman, like to Pokemon, and it wouldn't work. So I ended up with just Soggy Beer, and I ended up just being my name. What the I, fuck? What does that even mean? I don't know, but I was how, just how do you have soggy beer? Because soggy know, is wet, just, like beer. Yeah, I, I maybe know. I just I was just going off of uh, um, liquid slap from what did it say next? Like, <laughs> if you could walk around being liquid slap, I could be fucking soggy beer. Wet. Punch. I try. I tried soggy chicken, <laughs> but somebody had that name already. God damn! I was out to eat, and that's why I was trying food shit. Like that's why I was like soggy chicken. Let's see if that worked, and it didn't work. So then soggy beer worked, but. I think it's crazy that since this game has came out, they had to like, I don't know if this is one of the warnings on the phone previous, but now they have a warning when you open the, open the app, like, please walk with caution, because I think people are walking and doing like crazy shit, like, seen a chick walk and uh, she seen a dead body, then I seen a couple of people, <laughs> it was like so I guess it's this, it. right, so I guess it's this <laughs> option where you can like, link up with people who are if you're in a certain area it's some setting or something you could make where you can see people who are coming to this area so i guess a dude was robbing people <laughs> who were coming to this one area um like they have these they have these areas called i think they're called poke stops mm-hmm. where you can like get free shit and so you go there and people will meet up there and i guess they were luring people and like robbing them and shit <laughs> Like, dude, what the fuck, dude? But yeah, so I made. So one. how you like it? I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I, oh, okay. well, if I get more into, I guess you can. So all of these things you catch, I guess you can train them and shit. Like you catch these random animals, and then you can like train them to do shit or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to say because it uses your camera phone. So I I absolutely love the augmented reality aspect of it. Yeah, like that to me sounds super fucking cool. But the thing that's stopping me from getting it is that like I don't know shit about that stuff. Like I have no fucking clue, and I don't like hopping into some shit with no fucking clue what's going on. So I could be like, you know, if I and had I feel it, like it doesn't have a tutorial. If, if, and I don't, yeah, <laughs> I've I've read a couple of things. Then I was asking. I was asking my stepson today about it because I think he downloaded it when it first came out a couple of, like a week ago or something. Lame ass nigga, no. Right. <laughs> and you know, you was I was asking. Take your car away because you lame, dog. Right. <laughs> and so I guess what's weird is that they have these what they call poke gems, Pokemon gems. I've like, seen that where you can train mm. your animals that you catch. So most of the gems are churches, like actual churches. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, if you go on a game, 
and you look through, like, there's a church around a block on the corner. You'll see this big-ass, like, I don't know, building. And every church is, like, one of those places. And so I was just wondering for a person that's like... It's a good, way to, oh, that's yeah. a good way to exclude me. <laughs> yeah. And so someone was saying how uh, they wanted... they was Someone tweeted, like, yeah, it'd be cool if they made... Uh, if they had rare animals, I guess you try to sometimes you try to catch these rare animals that they have. Uh-huh. If they put all of these rare animals near like polling spots, you know, <laughs> like voting season and shit like that, <laughs> that'd be cool, right? And so that yeah. was kind of interesting. Um, that sucks for me, man. I'm gonna take my atheist ass to a fucking church. Well, to you don't gotta go in. Mine. Oh, okay. It's not so you can just be outside. <laughs> oh, okay, you know that could work. Yeah, I so still you, feel like I so might spontaneously like, combust being yeah, that close to the church. Outside but, and shit, you know, yeah. Shit, I'm on fire now. But yeah, so they got these random facts where you go and you get like I think it's lives or something. So like today I you said lives like lives or you get some it's you get something free. How long have you had it? Two days. Oh, so you sound pretty avert like you I'm pretty knowledgeable. I have read up though. Oh, so okay. I looked and it was these two stations that you can get free shit from. So I when I went to the store earlier to get liquor for the podcast. I was like, well, I'm also going to stop and get some free shit. So I pulled over by the gym by us, and they had these two stations. Where you the gym, like, which was a church? No, this my actual, like, workout gym. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not, not the actual church gym. <laughs> like an actual, like, okay. actual, actual gym. The actual rec center. Oh, okay. And we pulled up there, and I, but once you pull these items from these spots, you can't do it from those spots anymore. So you have to go to, like, new ones. Like, they got them all in, like, Heinz Park and shit. Hmm. It's kind of crazy to see it on the map, but. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing though. Yeah. I know that I'm at level four, and I have to be at level five to be able to train my animals that I've caught. So I still gotta, and then you only get to that level by catching more animals. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at level four. I guess by tomorrow I may be at level five. Not gonna actually go to a gym, a poke gym, and uh, train my animals. <laughs> I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Poke I feel like, and train I feel like my I'm, jump, I'm jumping on. Some I feel rank. like there's like people who are deep in that shit who are gonna. Who are gonna listen to what you just said? Like he lame as fuck. He has no fucking clue. Dude, I feel like I'm gonna get roasted if somebody really actually into Pokemon and they see me just butchering the name. <laughs> Talking about animals and shit. Yeah, it's like you know they, they look like animals. So it's like a snar- if, it's a snargle muffin, goddamn right? it. So it'd be funny like if I'm if I was playing it now, I was see an animal on the map and then I start trying to catch him. So I'll be looking and it'd be like sitting on your lap or some shit. And I'm trying to like catch it and shit. So I like the interaction that it does with the camera. That's kind of cool. That's the only thing that interests me. Like I think that augment the augmented reality portion is dope as fuck. But like I have no. That's all I know is that there's an augmented reality aspect. But I'm like you know know. I constantly use data for dumb shit. I feel like I'm just out using mad data and using mad battery life trying to do this shit. So it's like I was standing outside on the porch and I was like, well. I could pull a Wi-Fi and do this shit from my porch, and there was just a few outside. And shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's nuts. I don't know. I don't know how long we keep doing this shit. One thing that I think is kind of interesting about it, though, is that, as usual, you get mad motherfuckers who want to spout their opinion off, like, all oh, these lame-ass, grown-ass men out here playing Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. This shit's lame and all that shit. And I think that's so fucking corny, man, to be out here talking about the guys who... Or women, because it's not like it's like a guy thing. Right. The people who are out here enjoying the shit, and you just out there hating just because you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I, I don't like people who like to 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 hop up on their soapbox and talk about what they don't do, trying to like shade the people who like you're, who like do you're do it. Hearing a whole bunch of useless information of shit you don't even have to talk about. Like, Nobody fucking ask you. And, and my thing is, 
these people are doing peaceful shit. For the most part, a lot of people end up getting exercise because they're walking around parks and shit. They're bothering no one. They're bothering not a goddamn person. People hate to not be involved. Like they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on, so I'm just gonna hate on the people that, that, that like do. Overly like masculine dudes that want to like you know push off their extra masculine. Like they just sit around and fucking drink the hardest of liquors and 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 watch all of the Scarface movies and shit and don't do anything that's that's you know what I'm saying. They're like, no, nah, fuck you, man. Like, you know, let people do what the fuck they do. People are peaceful, they ain't bother nobody, and they having fun. Why fuck with people on that? Yeah. But I still don't understand it though. I don't yeah. I've seen a lot of memes too lately with people just voluntarily saying like, Hey, I'm one of the ten percent of people who don't watch Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, congratulations, motherfucker. Nobody asked you, but okay. Yeah, I, I've Who seen, cares? I've like, seen shit like that. Am I the only one that doesn't have Pokemon? No, bitch. It's 7 billion people on Earth. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. And, and I'm again, pretty most positive. importantly, no one asks you. Like, who who, who sits there and just like, hey, I see you're playing Pokemon. Let me tell everybody that I'm not playing it. Like, just fucking live your life. Like, just do what you do. Like, I, I don't have it yet. I feel like I might. But, like... I don't have it, but is, I don't sit. It, I don't uh, sit out uh, here like, hey, I don't have Mike, it. Look at me. Is Michael familiar with Pokemon? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. Katrina has it though, and she only got she got pressured into it from like people on her team. Oh, okay. But she says that she used to watch it when she was a kid. Yeah. So never she's familiar with it. Like like she pulled it up uh, while we were laying in the bed. She was like, uh, <laughs> "There's one." On your arm right now, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, I think it's a smuggle puff, or I don't know what the fuck their names are. Well, <laughs> I think it's a smuggle puff. Oh no, it's not. It's a fucking friggle niggle or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know, but she know what their names are and shit. But she don't really play it like that. She ain't got time for that shit. But she has it and she is aware of it. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the idea. I don't like these people who are just coming out of woodwork. Like, hey, I don't have it. Okay, no, nobody asks you whether or not you have it. Like, why do you got to come out here just, like, volunteering the information that you don't have it? Or so that, that you don't watch Game of Thrones? Like, hey, I don't watch Game of Thrones. All right, well, go fuck yourself. No one asks you. So that... Oh, that was yesterday. Never mind. I just saw that best player of our generation tweet. Never mind. Um, Just going back to the whole Tim Duncan thing. He's so full of shit, dog. You can't say... Tim Duncan has been in the league since, like, 1999. Don't come out of here the day after he retired or two days, whenever it was. Like, he's the best player of our generation. Did you say that three days ago? Because you didn't say it three days ago. Shut the fuck up. Like, don't. I don't like when motherfuckers get, like, mad hyperbolic. Like, oh, he's the best player I've ever seen in my life just because they don't do it no more. Or when somebody died, like, oh, it's the best fucking guitar player or the best rapper or whatever. Now that they're dead, now that they're, now they're the best one that you ever saw. Like, or now they're retired. Now they're the best person you ever saw. Like, man, come on, dog. Like, just let him be dead and recognize who the fuck he is, man. Like, don't fucking so, overstate the shit. Before we uh, do close, I, I want to do uh, give a shout out to uh, DJ Tim Hines. Yeah. Uh, he was a uh, star listening. Now, he's a part of another podcast, correct? Yes. Uh, small console podcast. It's a uh, Game of Thrones podcast. They um, uh, recap. Well, it's <laughs> it's not as relevant right now. Not the 
the season is over. But when the season is airing, they uh, recap an initial reaction the uh, night of the episode. And they have a feedback episode later in the week. And um, they're probably going to fire all episodes during the course of the downtime. Uh, reviewing season six and, you know, maybe doing predictions for season seven and shit like that. But um, I have a handful of Game of Thrones podcasts that I'm fully, fully dedicated to. And um, Small Council is one of them. And DJ Tim Hines is one of the one of the uh, contributors to that podcast. And he gave us some really good feedback on Twitter. He, he really enjoyed the podcast. He enjoyed our episode last week, which was cool. And he and he used the hashtag white white fan. So. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's awesome. funny, but like I always feel kind of weary because, like like we mentioned earlier, the idea of, of of feeling bad about how you feel, like I, I feel bad about how all this shit going on makes me feel. It also triggers a, um, I guess a good word for it would be like a a hesitance toward white people listening to our podcast because right. it's like one one side of me is like i'm fed up with this shit i don't give a fuck fuck these motherfuckers like there's that side of me, but there's also the side of me like i said earlier like i got mad white people in my life who i who i enjoy who i love who i appreciate and i don't want to offend people who are cool you know what i'm saying so Absolutely. so to have him come on and listen to it and not get offended or not feel any kind of way about it and feel like hey you know I appreciate the conversation you guys had. I realize shit's I, fucked up out here. I realize I feel like we're not that bad. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Because if you I feel that way, and if he feels that way, great. I feel like I'd be out here like being a piece of shit. Like no, I'm no, out, I think like, I I'm think, out here like. But I think it's what reason though. I mean, it's not like you out here saying you know, oh, I can't stand all fucking white people. Like you know, yeah. I think it's communicated that we've we've mentioned that on a a few podcasts that you know. It ain't all white people and things of that nature. So, but yeah, so, you know, he's, uh, I just get concerned that sometimes, uh, my opinions can be, can be interpreted that way. And I don't want them to be interpreted that way, especially when like, if like a lot of, uh, a lot of white folks, they say that some white folks are on their only interaction with black people is what they see on TV or in music or whatever like that. I don't want to come off like, my only interpretation of white people is what I see in the media of, of uh, you know, cops killing black folks or random racist YouTube or Twitter comments and shit like that. Like, like that's all I see or that's all I know. And like, you know, I, I get concerned that if a white person were to listen to our podcast, they're going to think that I'm just like, I just hate all white people and shit like that. So like for me, it's comforting to know that a white person can listen to our podcast and be like, hey, that was a great conversation. You know, I enjoy listening to it. It's fucked up what's happening out here. Like that to me is that makes it worthwhile because I do get self-conscious about that. Like I, I don't want to come off that way. And it all plays back into the idea of, of, of feeling guilty about feeling feeling away about some of that shit. So um yeah, his his comments was great. It was great that he listened. I, I'm I'm happy he listened because it's like it's dope to have somebody that you are a fan of. To listen to your shit and be a fan of it, like that's dope. Like I've been listening to to these guys. They they were on a podcast Winterfell, which is a podcast, a Game of Thrones podcast that I listen to, and I, I do still listen to podcast Winterfell. But they all used to do this together, and um, I've been listening to them for a few years now. And so 
to have somebody you've been listening to for a few years and you've been a fan of to have them listen to your shit and be like, hey, I enjoyed that. It's a it's a really dope feeling, man. So I appreciate him listening. I, I appreciate um uh W Axel Foley who uh who also has listened and and enjoyed the podcast and I, I did small council with him a couple weeks ago. Um yeah, I, I really I really truly appreciate that shit because I do get self conscious about that. That I hope that I don't offend people who I know are good people because I don't want to do that. Yeah, we'll see, but. Thanks again, folks. <laughs> so I guess we can end at this note. Um, as always, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at uh, Blaine Otis and Michael underscore Aaron or our what up, uh, podcast page, What Up Do Podcast. Um, if you want to email us, you can um, send our emails at What Up Do Podcast at Gmail. Um, like our podcast on uh, iTunes, rate it. Yeah, uh, rate us and give us some comments and shit. I haven't looked at it in either. a while. I haven't, I haven't looked, looked at, at it at all, but I, haven't looked I, I, I would be very pleased to look at our iTunes and see if we got like ratings and comments and shit like that. On I know the, y'all uh, motherfuckers use iTunes. Feed. So. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know y'all do. But if you didn't by any chance, I think uh, you can find us on Stitcher. You can search our name, which we I don't I don't know if anybody even use fucking Stitcher anymore. I, you know, yeah, I don't know. Shit? I don't know. Um, and we're actually on Google Play as well for those who use that. Um, Indeed. But other than that, um, we will we will be off next week. Yo, so what what episode is this? Ninety eight or ninety seven? Yeah, so we coming up on one hundred. Yeah, we need to figure out something for one hundred. Yeah, we need to figure out some kind of special. Like I got shit face for number fifty, right. doing the fucking uh, century challenge and shit. So, um, I don't know, man. We got to figure out something. You got any ideas? Special for for one hundred. I mean, tweet us, shit. email us. We need to. We, we haven't figured 100? out. We haven't figured out anything for our hundredth episode. So, and that'll be in two, three weeks. Yeah, probably three weeks. So, yeah. So, if you have anything, let us know. We're, we're up for ideas. But other than that, uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yep. Peace. Peace.